0: Warning, this episode contains foul language and is full of terrifying creatures that definitely live in the ocean. To keep It Weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. Each week we sit down with a friend and we talk about something weird, and this week is a real treat. This is one of the most ridiculous episodes we've recorded. Today I'm joined by my lovely co-host Lauren and our good friend and returning guest, Melanie, who always wanted to come on and talk about the ocean because she, A, has a degree in marine biology, slash B, is generally obsessed with the sea. Who isn't? Today we're discussing sea monsters. Lauren will be going over some of the myths and legends, or are they? Mel will be telling us about some real monsters that live in the deep. And I will be throwing in some random, assorted, crazy shit found in the ocean. Just like last week, there are a few visual elements to this episode. So hop on our Facebook and take a look for yourself if you want to follow along and see what we are seeing. You still have one more week with Lauren before she's MIA for a bit with baby... We managed to record a very long, very scary Listener Ghost Stories episode before she took off for maternity leave, so that will be out next Friday. In the meantime, send me a list of your favorite guests. I'm going to see if I can get some of your old favorites to come back on and record an episode with me while we miss Lauren with every bone in our bodies. I can't. I already miss her. It's been less than a week. All right. Without further adieu, hold on to your fins and enjoy part two of the deep sea.
1: All right. So some sea monsters. Myth or real? Real. You decide. Real. <laughs>
2: So two truths and a lie. Two <laughs>
1: truths and a lie. First i wanted to talk about kind of where sea monster stories come from cuz they're all over the world they're from years and years ago. Like some are more recent, but i mean some are from just like the beginning of time. Like there's wall there's like cave paintings of yeah. sea creatures. So there's so many different things. Um One of the reasons is that stories could be called by, caused by an actual sea species that were new and terrifying to sailors and explorers at the time. And they were just starting to venture across the ocean, like ships were just starting to sail and people were just seeing these things for the first time. And, the story just kept changing over time. It's like maybe they saw a whale or maybe they saw a squid and they were like, but it was a giant and it had a snake tongue and things can change over time. It had the head of a bear. It and had the head of a bear. Body and it, of a jackal. And it spoke English. Um, so recent, <laughs> I don't even know what English is. <laughs> recent studies have shown that sperm whales and some kinds of sharks decompose in a way that makes them look like they're a crazy alien when they decompose. I can so vouch it for that. Could, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Like we. You. I feel like you even slightly touched on that. So sperm whales decompose in a manner that causes the blubber to detach from the rest of the carcass. And at times it can grow a hairy texture Ooh, on the blubbery Jesus. mass. So they could have seen like blubber with hair going by and been like...
0: Well, and uh, I mean that's you you know that just by the amount of whales that wash up, and people yeah. are like, "What is this what insane is creature?" Same. And Absolutely. it's like, it's a whale, and it's right. like, oh. like
2: everybody, calm down. It's just a fucking whale. <laughs>
0: it's it's a, whale. a whale. But you I think know of scary. these
1: sailors or explorers seeing that. Oh and they're yeah. Like, oh well, this monster went by us. Well, the rum doesn't help. I mean, if you're if also, you're drunk, god,
0: also the hell. rum gun. The rum does not help that no. situation. It's like it's like seeing a wet koala. <laughs> Where you're like, wait, wait, wait. Wait what a second. What the fuck is this?
1: <laughs> Do you see a lot of wet koalas? <laughs> no, no, but I'm
0: saying like, have you seen a picture of a wet koala? It's fucking terrifying. Yeah, they're, they're not pretty. I, never, they're they're not not cute at all. I
1: can imagine that koalas it would take away the Koalas are like the, cute the cutest little they're like, so
0: my sweet. ears are round and my face is round and my body's round and I'm round. And then it gets wet and it is. Looks like Gollum. Gollum. <laughs> 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 so good. Just terrifying. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so whale, Looks like Gollum. Whales are like wet koalas.
1: So whales are yeah. like wet koalas. Um, sharks also undergo a similar decomposition process, which causes them to lose their head and fins. Possibly, so the oh, end God. result actually ends up looking like a plesiosaur, which we've talked. We actually talked about, I think, on George's episode. A plesiosaur was, is yeah.
0: essentially what Nessie. What Nessie yes, is. exactly. Yeah. So yeah.
1: this strange appearance could have also been the cause of many horrific tales, and maybe yeah. where Nessie even because they don't they have, have bones in their body. Yeah. The whales
2: are just cartilage, so they've lump up like weird when they start to lump fall bop apart. Bop. I don't know what that was, guys, by the way. I liked it. That's a great but way to describe they it. They just yeah, they just plop off into pieces because there's no bones holding them together. Right. Ugh.
0: Ugh. <laughs> All In, we can do is grow. Enjoy your snack. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say enjoy. <laughs> Hope no one's eating while you're listening.
1: Also, you could call these possible cryptids, which just goes along the line of like not calling it legend or myth, but just An undiscovered creature that we've Mm -hmm. only had very few sightings of. We talk about cryptids all the time on the show. So the majority of the world's ocean is largely unexplored, if we haven't mentioned that, and it makes it (laughs) possible for these creatures to maybe not be myth, but maybe just not be sighted as often. So... Cryptozoologists are hopeful that with the new technology that's coming, they'll be able to start exploring as well. But I feel like cryptozoologists probably don't have the cash to do the exploring that they want to do. But maybe that's me being judgmental. I don't know. (laughs) I hope all you pseudoscientists out there can get down there as well. Follow your passions. Follow Follow your your dreams. So they want to go deeper because they're thinking that a lot of these creatures that we've seen do exist, but they were... Seen once there Nobody took a picture Nobody did this or this And so they're like Let's get down there And see what they could be Most cryptozoologists believe That sea monsters that are out there Are descendants of early dinosaurs And that we have some crazy Dino serpent looking things Flying around
0: Yeah I mean Great white sharks are Have been around since before dinosaurs Mm, Yeah absolutely So that's not a crazy It's not a crazy thing to say at all And the
2: idea that life started in the water not on land and then animals came out and then went back in like whales are less evolved than wolves are because they are carnivores that went back into the ocean but Mm -hmm. fish and sharks started first and then they came onto land and were like amphibians and weird salamander thingies and then turned in and then you got like your lizards and your reptiles and your birds and then you got your your mammals and your other you know weird stuff and then those guys went you know there's room in the water (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's go back there. Hey, guys, and then uh, it was way better in the water. And then here. we can be fucking huge. Yeah. And that's, uh, we that's how whales happen.
0: There are two, again, not to mention this again, but on Blue Planet, there was this <laughs> hey, Blue fish. Bob. This episode of the podcast brought to you by Blue Planet. Blue Planet. There was this fish, and he's a swimmy guy. A swimmy and guy. all of a sudden, he developed feet Lungfish and- is that what it's called? Um,
2: possibly. Now there's something else too, and maybe it'll happen later in my brain. But.
0: Yeah, this guy was like a swimmy guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No need for feet, but because um, he was sort of like a not necessarily fully deep sea fish, but like a an in between or maybe like twilight, twilight zony zone fish. Mm-hmm. fish. But because whatever he ate, I don't remember what it was, became so scarce, he started going deeper for food, mm-hmm. and developed feet. So now he walks, walks along the bottom. the bottom of the yeah. ocean, and it that blows my fucking mind. Is insane. Mm-hmm. Just because
1: he went to a different part mm-hmm. of the ocean, and now yeah. he sprouted feet and yeah.
0: walks. Yeah. Now, now that fish has evolved into a fish that like walks on the yeah. ocean. Um, have what? you
2: guys ever seen the coconut octopus? It's the funniest thing ever. So. No. <laughs> they posted a lot on like, you know, like the different accounts of like, oh, crazy stuff in the ocean. But the coconut octopus is funny because it's got it's got its eight legs, you know, like you do. But it usually is on the bottom of the ocean and not like deep deep, usually in like tropical areas, but it's funny because instead of trying to swim away from things or plop away from things, it will pick up all but six of its little tentacles and like wrap it up on top of its head and then just run onto. <laughs> oh. It's the best. It's my like God. it's like how we wrap our hair in a <laughs> towel right and then just runs across the bottom of the ocean and i watched that and i don't know why i find that so funny but it's, it sounds hilarious It's like you got to put like yakety sacks underneath the video and just watch that thing just run across the bottom of the ocean oh my god like let me just throw <laughs> my tentacles up real quick going on a journey. i got i got places to be i got places to be i gotta run
1: was, that is it's, it's, it's awesome See, that's that's some sea creature <laughs> stuff. I can get She's on like, board I can get with. This. <laughs> yeah, that sounds amazing. I don't want to come in contact with that octopus, but it sounds well, you'll great watch a video to watch it, of it, yeah. for sure. I'll watch the video of it running. The most likely place that legends and myths come from is people who were trying to cope with missing persons who got lost at sea. A lot of people just couldn't accept, like, oh, they went out to the ocean and drowned. Like, no, that's not enough. I need to think. Maybe my family member or loved one is coming back at some point and they're being held hostage by this crazy creature, which some of the ones I'm going to talk to today are known in folklore to kidnap or like just marry a person rather than actually kill them. So people were just trying to. Excuse me? Went out for ocean cigarettes and (laughs) never
2: came back. Exactly.
1: That is exactly what we're going to talk about. So it's like they're. They were trying to justify it in their head and say, well, this huge sea creature, haven't you heard the story? They take a bride under the sea oh my because God. in their head, they were just they were trying to get through their grief. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Crazy things happen. So that was a huge <laughs>
2: shit went down. Yeah. That
1: was a huge thing. And then also unexplainable ship damage. If a huge storm, a tropical storm or a hurricane it came and destroyed a ship, people Um, would see the shipwreck and just not even be able to wrap their head around that just weather could do that. So they'd see it and say, oh, my gosh, let's try and think of what creature (laughs) bit off of that ship and made it look that way. Yeah, so there's a lot of different reasons these stories could have come up. And also you can think of, like, inanimate objects that might have just floated by the ocean. (laughs) Like they might have seen, yeah, a log, some, yeah, some driftwood, a raft, like anything could have floated by and they're like, oh, this creature came by us and listen, it looked like this and things get exaggerated and changed over time into the monsters that we know today. So the first ones I want to talk about are humanoid creatures. These are ones that are like half fish, half man, and I hate them all. And the first one that I'm going to talk about is the Finn folk, they're called. Um, and I have pictures for all of them too. Which again, I'm sorry, listeners, that this is a little bit of a visual episode. But we will post pictures the day that this episode comes we'll scare out.
2: For everyone as well as Lauren. Yeah, yeah. Don't I worry. wanted
1: to show you guys. This is a painting of the Finn Folk. Ooh. So he has like a
0: muscular, toned, beautiful bod, but then a fin head. Is that <laughs> an actual depiction, or is that some like weird fan fiction? That is. some. I mean, <laughs> all of the PC pictures you find fic.
1: online are some version of this, but right. This was like this someone was like making like a romance one? novel yeah.
2: yeah and they put this guy on yeah, yeah that's like I if Beauty like and you- the Beast were in the ocean that would be the beast you yes, like I'm super, super, like super like hot
1: but I do have a fish head
0: Lauren <laughs> chose that one she was like well at least I'm sexually attracted to I this I know <laughs> I had to do the like one where he had or more, pecs and know. biceps
1: I had to do it it just <laughs> it helps me this was like therapy for me I had to go through some things while I was finding these monsters <laughs> okay so the Finn folk live in an underwater city that is said to exist off of the coast of Scotland, and uh, it's in the seas around Orkney, this group of islands situated off the north coast of Scotland. So Hildeland was the home of the folk, a group of dark, sinister creatures, part of Orkney fo- folklore who were known to abduct unsuspecting humans. It was the summer months when they would come out. Um, during the winter, they would stay in these mighty cities beneath the waves. And although these dark and sinister creatures were not reflected in the home, the home was supposedly like this beautiful golden palace that was all lit up, maybe it was the glowing things of the deep sea. (laughs) The glowing fish were what people were thinking (laughs) were the palace. But they are evil when they come up in the summertime. So the Finn folk like to come up, usually go after women, and they can rape and pillage the women and then murder them some of them rape the women and marry them so it just depends you know what they think of you i guess are you worthy of being their wife or are you trash and you're going to be murdered so thin folk if they were to partner with each other their beauty the beauty of the muscles that i showed you And I'm guessing that the women, because that was a male version, the women probably had, you know, some nice breasts and had a nice bod. They were beautiful creatures with fish heads. They would lose their beauty if they were to mate with each other. So they had to mate with humans. So that's why they'd have the sexual encounters with the humans. And sometimes, again, maybe it was totally all physical. They seem like they're a little shallow. If they liked you... You would just be their kidnapped underwater wife or husband, but if they didn't, then you would just be killed. So,
0: (laughs) where does this come from? Like, what is the origin for this? That's
1: why I enjoy these though, because people got so creative, and I just wonder. So cuckoo, yeah, like they. I don't know if this what like if this was just an author that wanted to make something like this, or if people actually believed that the Finfolk folk existed because they thought they saw something. I mean,
0: you had a good point with like the, the possibility. Cause like bioluminescent, uh, fish or algae or, or whatever, that is not a new thing. Right. It might right. be a new thing that we have discovered. And by new, I mean like within the last century, but like, it's not a new occurrence. This right. could have happened. It's probably happened since the beginning of time. Right. Yeah. So you are right where these cultures could have seen what looked like a glow coming from deep in the sea right. and they form these stories and this folklore to around. it. Guys, there's an underwater city. It's an city underwater city that you can see it. Right. And then the urban legends start forming when say a girl is found brutally raped and murdered. Mm-hmm. It's too hard to imagine that a person could right. have done right. this. It must have been a creature. It must have been a creature. Mm-hmm. What if it came from the underwater sea? Absolutely and right. then that's where it starts. And then it evolves into being like, also, he's hot. He's super <laughs> sexy. He's super hot.
1: Um, And it was also said that they could come pretty far on land they could shapeshift and come on land and then drag their prey back into the water right. so they had lots of talents they also the finn folk also apparently have great boating skills they know how to navigate their way around boating? Orkney. so boating skills like
2: they, they could
0: boat they could sail yeah, they know how I to sail. I did for a hot they, second
2: hear voting. I was like, oh, oh yeah, sorry. Boating. Also, <laughs> so they they
0: formed the Electoral <laughs> College. Yeah. And- <laughs> That's
2: why it's all fucked up. They know yeah. how to sail and That's they're really it's good mess. with
1: navigation. So they'd always know where to find sailors and other people. And they just they always knew where to get their prey. They knew where to go. And yeah, those are the fin folk, which sound real awful. Um, but sexy, but super sexy <laughs> and shape shifting. So that is what Scotland has going on.
0: We're like going around the we're going around the world Let's here. Travel.
1: Um, where are we going next? The Kappa. This guy is hilarious looking. <laughs> Look at this! dude Oh my! No, he's just happening? a weird kind of golem, like weird, like a weird yeah, skinny little bit. Like,
2: does he have earrings on, or am or I, I just seeing that from far away? What... It does look like he has an earring in. I think What's that might just on? be like a His weird
1: lobe, weird ear. But okay. yeah, so they were known to have frog-like faces on a human body. <laughs> this comes from japan we've moved on to japan so this is the kappa this strange creature is thought to hold magical powers that can be used for both good and evil unfortunately the kappa prefers to use its gift to play tricks on humans or lash out violently for the most part though many refuse to believe in the existence of the kappa there are still many sightings today people still claim to see it today so this one in Japanese culture is a little more like oh no I've seen one like that's kind of how people talk about yeah. it like no this is real it's not the Finn folk I think is very much just legend yeah. everyone accepts it as a story mm-hmm. but the kappa people claim they have seen it so it inhabits different places <laughs> it can be <laughs> in oceans ponds and rivers so they can pop up everywhere Reptile, human, creepy little thing. So Kappa is considered to be a type of water creature that... Is fond of mischief more than violence? They like to do harmless jokes like making flatulent sounds (laughs) when people are near or they look up a woman's kimono. However, some kappa have been known to drag in livestock, eat children, and force themselves upon women sexually. That escalated
2: real
0: quick. Yeah, Jesus. It's like, well, some of them like to go (laughs) (laughs) and some of them like to rape. Yep. You never know what you're gonna get with the Kappa. Yeah, you never know. How do you tell the difference? (laughs) Some of them, do they? The one with the earring, clearly. The The one with with the earring earring is the dangerous one to no good. (laughs) Okay, good to know.
1: So, descriptions of Kappa do vary from region to region, but most of the details relate that it is about the size of a small child, never more than five feet tall, relatively small, skinny frames, as you saw in that awful photo. And the word Kappa actually translates roughly to water child. Their hands and feet are webbed, and they are said to have amazing swimming capabilities, so they'll come after you fast and you can't escape. They have scaly skin similar to that of a reptile, and their color can vary, but it is said they're mostly yellow or green. Kappas are said to have that human figure, but also the shell of a tortoise on its back. Additionally, most kappa have long, shaggy hair, that awesome haircut that we saw, (laughs) usually looking like a bull cut. Their mouth looks a little bit like a beak, but they can also speak in human languages. The beak doesn't hinder them. They are able to speak and lure you in. Um, Also, the kappa have a small bowl-like dent on top of their heads that can hold a small pool of water called the sara or Sarah. S-A-R-A. This water is thought to be the source of the kappa's powers. A kappa must keep their sara full whenever they venture onto land or they're forfeiting their strength and power. I think it's to get them onto land and to be able to lure people in. I think they have some sort of pull. they don't dry out. Yeah. So (laughs) hopefully they keep their little water pool going on top of their head. Without the water, a kappa could possibly die. However, it is thought that if you refill the sara or sara atop a Kappa's head, they will be eternally grateful and help you with whatever you require for the rest of your lifetime, and you won't be eaten, or murdered, or raped.
0: Here's the thing. You started telling me the kappa story, and I was like, "Oh, I totally buy it. Like, I'm into it." And then it was like, "He has powers because he has a pool of water on his head, <laughs> and if the water runs out, he can't perform his powers." And then, and it was like, "You lost me. You lost <laughs> me. You lost me." me well, Asia. That's how
1: all of these humanoid ones are, and that's yeah. not all that I'm talking about. Well, but, yes, I um, these are just the crazy. Ones. He
0: honestly, that creature though, uh, shape of water. Yeah, it has yes. the same design. He was kind a kappa, of. basically.
1: Yeah. Sounds like I'm talking about a frat. <laughs> he was a kappa. He was a he kappa. Was, he was
0: so kappa. But he so had the body kappa. of a fin folk. I mean, yeah, clearly. But seriously. Body like, of a finfolk, Body of a fin folk. <laughs> Attitude of a kappa. Dream guy. I wish I had written it down. I didn't. I had two listener stories to choose from. I chose a different one. Um unfortunately but my other one that I I decided mm-hmm. not to go with was uh, basically a guy seeing a kappa. Oh well. He didn't oh, really? say kappa but he right. was in some he was in the navy and he was on uh his naval ship and I don't remember where this took place. I wish I did. I'm going to have to go back and find it. But um essentially he and his crew were like on the deck and they saw this creature come up out of the water, and he said, like it was scaly, like a fish or a reptile. It had large disc-like eyes, mm. a mouth that looked almost like a beak, but more like the mouth of a turtle than a okay. beak. Oh, yeah. Well, sure. that's kind of what this sounds yeah. like. Yeah, and. But the thing is, is it had shoulders. Ooh. So it came this out of the Kappa. water and it was like a head and it had shoulders that came down. And like he could see like his arms kind of like this. So it was like, floating like it on had the water. arms. Whoa. So it and had it a human looked, body. Yeah. It, yeah. And it looked up at the ship. And like blinked once, and then bloop, like went back down. And like literally, the guy said, "Like I didn't say anything because I didn't want to be the dude who saw a sea monster." Right. But then later, yeah, in the navy, he said, "But then later, I mentioned it to." another guy that was on the deck and he was like you fucking saw that too that was insane and oh, it turns man. out like three or four of the guys on deck saw it and didn't say anything because so they didn't want to sound it. crazy but it sounds exactly like that it does sound like a kappa that's creepy yeah ew I'm gonna have to find that story and find out like, where say, they were yeah, yeah, what Part off of the, the world. coast of Japan <laughs> yeah, if they were off the coast of Japan I'm gonna poop my pants <laughs> so I'm gonna look it up when I'm on the toilet just in case In case
1: anything bad happens. So my last humanoid one is called the Ninjin, And I sent Ashley a picture of this one, actually. This one is awful because it has humanoid features, (laughs) but is huge. But it's the size of a whale. So here's one picture. This is what I sent her. The little thing is supposed to be like a scuba diver to show you scale. Oh,
2: my God. What the fuck is it? big
1: this like this this like upset me for a long period of time that I am like a little embarrassed to say but I couldn't (laughs) stop thinking about it and I had to take a break from doing research because it just disturbed me so much (laughs) to think that this thing could exist that ain't right it's not ideal it's not ideal like that wingspan and it's fishy tail (laughs) Oh, but then somebody saved me and made this really cute one. And he looks like Baymax from the Disney movie, (laughs) Big Hero 6. Oh, he does. Next to just like a little submarine. It looks like he's saying, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Everything's cool here in the deep. (laughs) Once I had that cartoon version, I felt a little better,
0: but. I hate this What's guy. What's he do?
1: So Ugh. terrifies Lauren clearly. Yeah,
0: he's the worst. His only job is to scare Lauren.
1: This is Japanese folklore again, but it's said to be off the coast of Antarctica is where they believe it to be. Ah. So the ninjin, which translates literally to human, is supposedly a twenty to thirty meter long bulbous creature originally spotted by a Japanese research vessel off the coast of Antarctica. So the creature is described as having a pale, white, human-like figure with a torso, appendages, fingers just like us, and then a mermaid-esque tail. It is also described as having minimal facial features. You guys saw just like a slit mouth, those two black, small, weird eyes And the creature has been spotted primarily at night and in colder waters, leading some to believe that it has been hiding in the Arctic beneath the ice. And maybe it only comes up every once in a while. Some say it may be a previously undiscovered species of albino ray, though the description of those is very different but there was this one photo that was rig. supposedly captured it kind of looks like bullshit and i'm sure it is but this was like supposedly ah. the, the picture that was captured <laughs> of it people were like oh that's just a ray and they're like is it is it look at his smiley face it looks like he's smiling and wants to come over for dinner what is that i know what <laughs> So there are several super lackluster videos and questionable photos circulating the internet that supposedly show the ninjin creature. But like most cryptids, none are definite proof, just like all the pictures of Nessie. It's like, you probably faked that. Um, But it has made people start to search for it. There are actually scientists who... Are going after this thing because they believe it's real, which that kind of made wow. me happy.
0: Well, it could so, literally just be a, another, a new species, an undiscovered species of yes, whale. 100%. It could Where absolutely it just, just be some appendages. Yeah.
1: I absolutely think it's an undiscovered species. People have just made it into this ninja and monster. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, scientists are going after it because they want to learn more. Um, over the past decade, a, nun- a number of the hydrothermal vents we've been talking about have been discovered in the Arctic depths. In these frigid waters, new and bizarre life, life forms like the Yeti crab have been discovered that cluster they around the vents. I Yeti know. crabs. Some scientists have theorized that the hydro hydrothermal vents are where life first originated 4.6 yeah. billion years ago, which we also touched on as well. So the ninja sea creature remains just a tale for now of sailors and fishermen that get passed around. But there is a fun rumor since we love conspiracy theories yeah. on the show that the Japanese government is taking reports of the Ninjin seriously and has a ton of accounts and secret information and that the photographic evidence is being Taken in, but then like destroyed and not showed on the Internet, like not destroyed, but hidden away, Mm -hmm. taken off the Internet. So the actual more real looking photos are being taken away from the public eye, but they're storing them and all these files, have all of the accounts recorded and are kept in. Um, And that there's more photographic evidence that the government has taken that we just haven't seen. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's what the entire world's government is doing with UFO pictures.
1: Precisely.
0: So I believe it. So everyone believes that the Japanese government is involved in a cover-up. you guys just up. went along oh, yeah. with me and were like, yeah, totally. Yeah. Anyways, so the government... Because <laughs> you know we're on board. I know. We're on board with that. That's why I appreciate you.
1: This is why we're all friends. This, yeah. is, why we under-
0: <laughs> this is why we have this
2: podcast.
1: <laughs> so some speculate that the Japanese government may be involved in a cover-up of the ninja. This is a theory due to that it has a rare chemical compound it can produce that is either medicinal or the opposite, highly venomous and able to be weaponized. Mm. So stories have been passed around of men in black threatening anyone who has said that they've seen the Ninja Sea creature and are going to expose its existence. I believe it. I know, right? Will Smith's coming for you. <laughs> yeah. Will Smith is coming after
0: uh, it's you. It's actually Chris Hemsworth now. Oh, so. that's and true. Thompson. Yeah, so. So
1: I thought that one was a good one to end on because that one actually has a little more substance to it. And people fully believe that this guy is hanging out in the sea. And he's being pursued by actual scientists And then some cool cryptozoologists We love you, we love what you do Pursue your dream um, And it's believed that the government Is just keeping him in hiding And saying shut up We know this crazy merman thing exists Well and the
0: thing is, stop is like telling the, There's no like behavior Described with this guy It's no. mostly just, he just like hangs out. It's a big huge creature That is sort of shaped Like a human It's like a half human human half whale situation maybe that's like you know that's like us you know back in the day running into a gorilla and going it was a big man and he was covered in hair and it was a man creature it's like now we know it's a fucking gorilla yeah we just need to learn more. Yeah, you just need to it's obviously it's it's not like you told a story about this giant thing and it's like and sometimes it tips its hat at you. Like, <laughs> it like, tips no, its just hat and does around. a tap dance yeah.
1: on top of the submarine.
0: So
1: No, it's well, definitely I, I mean I want that to happen, but yeah. They, it's definitely something that they just haven't discovered yet, but yeah, I just think it's it's fascinating, but totally. I just love the conspiracy around it that made I love me it. that just got me all riled up. but no, that very first photo just destroyed me for a few days, and I was like, I don't know if I can do this episode. This is too much. <laughs> some honorable mentions for the humanoid creatures that I won't super dive into. Uh, I did some humanoid creatures uh, that I' dive into dive in uh, cr- <sighs> creatures that specifically murder children one okay. that appears in the harry potter movies i believe it's prisoner of ask Band, grindy yes. creatures that drag children into the water they could be in the ocean but most likely hang out in marshes swamps um, where is
0: this a real thing or like the myth started with harry potter the myth didn't start with harry potter oh, okay it was used in harry potter but it's, it. in it's an potter. old yeah. english
1: okay tail and I then see. they used okay. it in harry like, potter Stay out of the
2: marshes because you're dumb and you'll drown because you're a kid exactly if you put something in the water yeah if
0: you say there's a monster in there's a monster in there, monster yeah. in there
1: yeah. Yeah. don't go near it or you'll drown and i yeah. think in harry potter they made them look like little kind of gremlins with yeah. horns on yeah, their yeah, head yeah, she's, she's. everyone kind of has a different description which yeah these i put these two in because these were both legends that came forward because of parents wanting to tell their kids to stay away from the water Then there's this terrifying one that looks like either a creature from the movie The Grudge or that Momo thing that's being passed around the internet. I'll show you a picture in a second. Uh, the Qualipolic. Definitely not how it's pronounced. Koala, Wet let, koala pollock. <laughs> this mythical evil mermaid has some human-like qualities. It has green, but it does have green skin, long, grotesque fingernails. Ew. And it likes to kidnap children that play near the shore. It mm. uses a humming voice to lure them to the edge of the waters, kind of like a siren. Yeah. Mm. Some say she feasts on the young. Others say she feeds off their youthful energy to preserve her beauty. There you go. Either way, cool. it's a bad ending for the kiddos. And this is what... They look like oh dear god oh Almighty. I hate that I know. hate it so much so this one also fucked me up a little bit. That's the like Inuit, yeah. yeah, holding on to a little Eskimo less- oh, oh, baby.
2: Basically, the water is cold; don't go in it. But yeah. if they're not going to do that. Lady will eat you. Yeah. I know. That little baby wrapped in its
0: parka. It's so sad.
1: But yeah, it looks like the Momo
2: (laughs) creature.
0: I love how Momo gets passed around like once every two years. Yeah, it's every couple years. And like every single time we're like, we prove that that's a hoax. And then every single time there's this huge wave of people reposting this, like, yeah. can you believe Outrage. this? And it's like, like parents no. being
2: terrified and all this well, stuff. Well, the thing is, like you
0: have every right to be terrified. Yeah, Don't yeah. give your kids like un...
2: Unfettered access, unfettered access. to
0: YouTube. Totally. Absolutely. If they see that picture, but, they are going to be traumatized, yeah, of course. but that particular, it's a hoax. Do your research. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly,
1: just do a little Googling just and you'll Google. find out. Just Google it. Yeah. I'm part of a lot of mommy groups. I first was a part of them because of my business and mm-hmm. I was able to go into the mommy groups and promote. But now I'm going to be like, give me advice. But <laughs> all of the mommy groups were going insane. Oh, and then Lordy. you'd see like, A couple of the people commenting on the thread saying, You know this is a hoax. It comes around every couple of years. You're ridiculous, but people were losing it. Yeah. Okay, so now we're getting into like the huge, horrible creatures that are most (laughs) likely just hanging out at the bottom of the ocean ready. are hundred percent
0: down there. We touched
1: on this guy. He's the most famous. We talked about it on the episode that we had George on when we were talking about a bunch of different cryptids. The Kraken. I just, we have to bring him up every time because- I love
0: the Kraken. The Kraken is fascinating and crazy. He's a (laughs) Just wants to hug
2: you with its many, many arms. With all of
1: the tentacles. So according to Scandinavian mythology, the Kraken is a horrifying giant sea creature said to be one mile long. (laughs)
0: And it attacks ships and is generally described as
1: an octopus or squid. But some people say he might look like a crab, which I didn't hear that before and I don't think we talked about it. But there is one part of the world that has taken it and said, no, he's definitely a crab, which might be worse. Here's the thing. What's worse? Yeah. I know. I was like, I hate squids. But do I want a giant crab? A no. A mile
0: long crab. A mile long crab? <laughs> I don't even like those no. pictures of the crabs that like climb trees in Australia. Oh, yeah, those are creepy. No, the those ones are fun. that are like the size of like trash bins. Yep, no. Yep, yep no. Okay.
1: Australia really just. Oh, oh. Get I it can't. together. Get it together to creatures stuff, that they yeah. have. Cuckoo
2: pants.
0: Even things like kangaroos. Like they'll literally box your ears. Yeah, well, they will just chick. they
2: Sit on their tail and just kick you with yeah. their feet, and you're like, "Anyways, Look, get away
1: from me!" Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> <Get> <laughs> I don't, I don't want you. So, around 1300, there was documented scientific work apparently on studies on what is said to be the Kraken. It could have just been a giant squid, but there were people claiming, like, "No, it's this separate monster because it's a mile long." <laughs> um, it was said that only two existed. But they could not reproduce. So there would only be two of them forever because they were just too big, I guess, to reproduce. Like, how do you even begin? Maybe they couldn't find find each each other. other? Mm -hmm. They were in the darkness, maybe. And that they would need so much food that they could never survive. So it was also said that, like, how do you ever feed something that big? There's no way that they survived on. So maybe they're extinct and gone. That's what I need to hold on to. Seamen?
0: Like seamen. Not seamen. But like seamen. Yes. That's what they fed on. Men of the sea. Sailors. If the uh, if this thing is a mile long, I guarantee one of its tentacles at least is long enough to just go to reach and, like, up and reach grab up, something, grab yeah. a guy yeah. and pull him right down. Which part. is
1: the belief that sailors yeah. like they would never see the full creature; they would just get surrounded by all the right, tentacles, we're, we're, and the tentacles right. would take the ship down. Yeah. So I do think that's how it was trying to survive. But the scientists were like, "No way, this thing won't make it." But I think he's still down there. <laughs> um, the <laughs> the study said that. The kraken would trap surrounding fish by stretching its neck out, letting out a big belch, releasing food from its mouth. The fish would be lured in by that burped out mm. food and go into the kraken's mouth to feed. It's um,
0: a good plan. It's a nice <laughs> trick. It's yeah. a
1: nice little trick. Um The kraken has been mentioned in several films, books, all over the place. It Most people just say it was probably a giant octopus or squid and you guys exaggerated, but... I don't know. Back in the day, there were some people who were pretty sure this was a brand new thing. And I, for one, think he's out there.
2: (laughs) And I will not stand for it. And I will not
1: stand for it. This awful beast. And so I know you guys have probably seen him, but since I've been showing photos consistently, there's our buddy. Oh, That's a fun photo. Okay. I know. I tried to find like the artsy, fun ones for you. <laughs> <laughs> so there's our Kraken friend about to eat some fish. This guy makes me laugh. Um, <laughs> The Vadianoy. It's Russian. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure you could it, tell it, it within uh, a yeah. second. So the Vajinoy, let me show you his Vajiboy. photo because it looks like <laughs> It looks like he's going me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> his little fin,
1: his fin it is up to his chest.
0: Like, me? Who me? Little old me. No. Oh my god! And he has does some not hair. look like anything. I imagined when you said know, he was right? a Russian sea monster. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well,
2: it's basically just a naked Russian man bathing <laughs> in water. <laughs>
1: basically,
0: someone, someone
1: saw caught him off guard. Russian and he's man. like, oh, my God. And oh, it, my. He was trying to cover up. He's, he's all
2: that's And that's why his arms are like that. Wow, That's funny.
1: So the Vodyanoi are water spirits that love nothing more than partaking in a game of cards, smoking a wooden pipe, and also dragging innocent victims into their swamps. So just a Russian man again. Just guys. a Russian guy. Yes, it's it's, this, it's just really a sorry. Russian man. Really. They're <laughs> never, <laughs> They're never seen very far from their watery abodes. They have no power on land, but they are invincible in the water. They make obnoxiously loud splashes as they go around. They're a little clumsy. And they like to go with strong currents. They like to be in bodies of water where a current will take them to different places. They can change up their scenery and change up their prey. Be forewarned, these slippery little suckers. (laughs) will break down dams, destroy water mills, drown people and animals, and take down ships. Even beekeepers would make sacrifices in a desperate attempt to appease this watery creature because nothing affects beekeeping like the state of a nearby body of water, apparently. So the beekeepers had to keep this guy happy, which I thought was a fun little anecdote. Because what? If drowning gets a little too cliche for them, they would drown their victim down into their realm and make them a slave if they were getting a little bored with just all the murder.
0: When uh
1: <laughs> yes, when, what's your question? When did this about when, this true story? Yeah.
0: <laughs> when? When did
1: this when? one happen? Actually, this is like the one I don't think I have a year of. Okay. It's it's, well, not it's now. definitely old school. Yeah, okay. Because the
0: Kraken is something that people are still like, no, the Kraken exists. Is like, real, there's just right? exactly. if you notice, I've been mixing it up. No, you have. You absolutely it. have. Uh, you have to but, throw in these fun. But lists. you, you said the Kraken, so like this one, I was expecting to I be know, like a, a modern thing. So when you okay. were like, he likes smoking a cigar and <laughs> drowning ladies, I was I like, what?
1: That was just to be a little silly. But he <laughs> might, he might like a cigar. Anyone bathing after sunset? or hanging out at the beach at midnight, or if you were out there, guys, there's a religious aspect, or if you were out on a holy day without having made the sign of the cross then the Vajanoi would come after you. He would target you because you were not being respectful
0: to the day Here's the or thing. you were
1: out at like the wrong time.
0: I feel like this guy started as like a, you know, don't do go too close to the water, like don't do a, don't do stuff on holy days and then they like lost control of the narrative Absolutely. and just got
1: crazy.
0: Yeah, and then they were like and also don't um Anything you do, don't do, it. You do You'll be threatened. Don't threaten water. a beekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a beekeeper. watching. We out. lost control of this one. <laughs> we need
2: a new. How does it keep it cigarette lit underwater? I have questions. I know. Yeah, I have so How many questions. The pipe.
1: So there's also a version of this guy. The Czech have a version of him as well, known as the Vodnik. Um, and rather comfortingly comes in good and evil varieties,, Great. so the main aim is also known in their folklore that he drowns people and keeps them as a slave, but there's also one that says you can ride the vodnik and he'll be your friend, so Why? he can either be good or evil. There, I wait, where's the weird part? There's a really weird part that I don't remember if I put it else in was here normal. or not. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no, Whoa. but there, believe me, I was like, what? Yeah, there was something weird. I didn't save it, but there was something along the lines of you didn't just hop on and ride, you had to present it with some sort of gift. <laughs> and I think it was like, if the Vodnik, because we're now, we're over in the Czech variety, if it didn't like you or you did something disrespectful, whatever your object was, it would put you inside of the object for all eternity. So if it was like a cup or a candle, I don't know, whatever. Then I'm going to
0: give him a football stadium, so (laughs) jokes on
1: him. I think that's all of the weirdness that is accompanied with that one. Oh, if you... Mated with a vodnik or vodunoy, the child would be birthed by a special midwife that had to be called into the water to help with the delivery. And the midwife would be paid very handsomely. Apparently, he has access to money. And you deserve a little bit extra if you deliver a slimy frog child. So you would be paid handsomely in gold and silver if you were the midwife. So I guess it was nice to be a midwife around these guys. Not a beekeeper, but a midwife. And then I have one more crazy large creature that has, like, some similarities to the kraken, but I hadn't heard of him before, and he is just as horrifying as you would imagine. He is squid-like as well, no. but just a little oh. worse, I feel like. And actually, <gasps> like, shoots his full body out of the water instead of just the tentacles, as you can see here. This is called the Leviathan? Leviathan or Leviathan? Leviathan. Oh. No, you're right.
0: Like big thing, big thing. That's what it like translates into. Yeah, big thing. thing.
1: (laughs) So it's leviathan, as Webster's dictionary leviathan Leviathan. defines. Not leviathan. Big
0: thing. Leviathan. He looks like a leech meets a squid. A leech and a
1: squid. Yeah, together. That I read. Yeah, he has a lot of things going on.
0: I'm not a huge fan. What's his deal?
1: So this guy, and oh, and yeah, there's another picture, there's another depiction of him where he's fully out of the water and he kind of looks
0: like Godzilla. Well, so that looks real different. Okay, here's the thing. Those are not the Those same are not creatures. The same thing, that's I like know. straight out of Pacific Rim, like <laughs> yeah. right there. I know.
1: So there's a couple different versions. Oh, I depending see. Like on legend-wise. Where, yeah. Depending on what country you're in, yeah. But basically, it's like you guys said, it translates to big, basically, yeah, right? Big, so big. <laughs> Dude. Big, Big dude. Guy. So it's like either way, it's either a giant squid leech or Godzilla. That's what you get.
2: Squid-leech.
1: Um. So this, what's interesting about this guy is he is a main source of curiosity among Christians because they believe that he
0: oh is part of the apocalypse right is
1: part of the apocalypse oh, yes and he is mentioned in the bible a couple of times and That's so they why. believe that you have to appease this creature in different ways so he's known to be an enormous sea monster that was one of god's original creations there were several other creatures of equal power that were created but he destroyed them all there are many different theories as to um how this guy came about but most are centered around that he was able to demonstrate the power of god that god was like giving him extra strength on purpose and it was his right hand creature that he put down on earth yeah
0: so right hand leech right hand leech It kind of reminds me of uh in like the hercules legend yes the what were those monsters called like the Cyclops and the oh yeah all the different yeah things the that different they had creatures because there is one yeah. oh, that shoot, there's so and many. there's
1: one that has to battle Thor too like there's uh-huh. so many that have to do with the gods yeah what was that one called he was on my list at first but his were his story was just it was mostly like gods was his story and so gods I was, like, was no. his
0: story but yeah Leviathan is like one of the many original. Sort the original of. of the monsters. Monsters that was created by God. Hold on. I want to see if I still had that article.
1: Oh, there, I don't know if this is the one you're thinking of, but there was one who was said to like, was going to battle Thor at the end of the world called Jormungand.
2: Oh, Jormungandr, which Jormagandr. is the, the, the serpent of the sea. Yes, so it was the yeah. ring around. The serpent. Earth yeah. The, and, and when yeah. he detaches
1: the ring is said to when he comes up and yes, swallows yes, everything. Yes. yes, yes, yes. See, See? I don't like that either but, <laughs> <laughs> but that one seemed a little more like oh this is just all part of that story like yeah. yeah it was yes. all part of the mythology that we don't need to dive into right now that's not the deep sea we're looking for today
2: <laughs> it's the other deep sea
1: <laughs> it's the other deep sea um, so how do you pronounce this guy again I keep Leviathan. doing wrong. Leviathan so it is thought that Leviathan um, was created as one of the first creatures and he Is a dragon-like creature, so I think he looks more like Godzilla Godzilla, instead of the leech squid. More (laughs) lizardy, more lizardy, and he was given complete rule over the seas. The Mediterranean was said to be his main home, but he could Mm. venture into other places. He is the most powerful of all sea creatures. I don't know; he hasn't met the Kraken. I don't think. Um, Says who? Supposedly, God (laughs) did God (laughs) say it? Supposedly, two of them, a male and a female, existed, and they were made to keep each other company in the sea. How cute.
2: Everyone should have someone.
1: Everybody needs some love. But as time went on, however, it became clear that both creatures could not be allowed to survive. This was supposedly because... Leviathan could take over and possibly devour the world if they were able to create offspring. So they again, God, like it. the it's Kraken, like Hancock. We're not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, with
0: Will Smith. With yes. Will Smith, You can't so create,
1: can't procreate. Um, so alternate versions say that it was only necessary to kill one of the one of the creatures because it had been corrupted by evil. But really, I think one just killed the other because they're like, we can't reproduce. There's only. Room I have for no one need of for us. you. Yeah. So get out of here. So either God or the male killed the female, rude, and the male went on <sighs> to survive. Duh. And I like the, proof of that. Freaking. And the male still may be hanging out somewhere. Um. And that's sea creatures from the the deep
2: hate them all hate them all so much and that's
1: how we we summarize this segment is hate them all no thank you hate them all but yeah there are so (laughs) many and a lot of them it just goes back to like deep ancient mythology that i i just felt like we would have kind of gone off topic from hey this could maybe possibly exist which we did we did a little bit we kind of went both ways but there's an old Greek monster that has seven heads called the
0: Hydra. You guys may oh, have I heard love of Hydra. Yeah, that was one of them. That was one of the one of the originals, right? Another juice, Scottish me? one. That was We're one, one of the ones that Hercules, I think, yeah. had to
2: battle.
1: Yes, 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 I think so too. And then there's one in Scotland called the Croin, which is also like a dragon snake. <laughs> Lots of dragon snakes. Uh, one in Finland called an Iku Torso. Which, again, looks like a dragon snake. Like, they all become so similar towards the end. It's like, you have to pick. You have to just pick a couple and go for them.
0: I think that one of the reasons that we say now, like, that sea monsters existed was because of the tales that we've heard, I mean, all throughout time. But especially, like, back in the day. And you can say, like, oh, well, they just saw a giant squid. They didn't know what they were seeing. But you look at maps made by sailors and you see the sea creatures yeah, like coming the sea out serpents coming out exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah absolutely but the thing is is that was a way to represent rough seas on a map oh interesting by That's showing right. these creatures and, and these monsters that right. was a way to say like hey this part of the ocean is like super really treacherous rough. yeah so be careful. Not necessarily that there was a monster right. in a giant that snake area. monster yeah. that's gonna eat you. But so that's I thought that was interesting. Goes. But yeah, you see it on a map and you're like, well, they obviously encountered some fucking Because they put it on the map. Serpent. 100%. <laughs> I actually have something to go along with Sea Monster. Go
1: for it. It's
0: called the Bloop. The Bloop
1: <laughs> Already um, excited. <laughs> bloop.
0: Bloop happened in nineteen ninety seven. And it was an ultra-low-frequency, high-amplitude underwater sound Hmm. detected by the U.S. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. The sound source was roughly triangulated in a remote point in the South Pacific Ocean, Of the southern tip, like off of the um, southern tip of South America. The sound was picked up using equipment that was originally designed to detect Soviet submarines. Mm. Um, But these days it's mostly for monitoring seismic activity, ice noise, and marine mammal population and migration. According to the NOAA description, the sound rose in frequency for over one minute and was of sufficient Amplitude to be heard on multiple sensors from almost 3,000 miles away from the source of oh, the that's sound. Cool.
1: Oh, wow. wow.
0: The place it came from was seriously about as remote as you can get in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, the depths in that area were about 4,300 meters deep, which is about 13,000 feet deep. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Gabby really there got me there. Um, cryptozoologists obviously went crazy saying it had to be a creature of some kind. Literally, whatever this was at the distance the sound came from would have to be bigger than a blue whale. I Oof. was going to say. Huh. <sighs> some scientists Great. definitively said that the sound matches the audio profile of a living creature. Hmm. But the NOAA has gone on record saying that it was an ice quake, which is essentially when icebergs crack and fall apart, which is totally been accepted by the scientific world and also boring as hell <laughs> <laughs> we don't care now if you, if you google the bloop the first thing that comes up was like the bloop was identified it's just ice cracking it's an ice quake right. however <laughs> the problem comes when you study spectrograms now spectrograms are basically like a visualization of sound mm-hmm. so there are ways that you can like look at graphs of a certain noise or a certain sound and see it visually. So then you can compare and contrast because sound is one of our weakest senses. Uh, senses. Yeah. Yeah. So they're really colorful graphs where sounds are represented. And there are three basic sounds in an ocean. There are natural sounds, which are volcanoes, earthquakes, ice quakes, Biological sounds from sea creatures and man-made sounds from boats or other machinery.
1: Okay.
0: Usually you can take an unknown sound and compare it to a selection of known sounds and get a pretty good idea of what it is or what kind of sound right. it is. Sure. What category it the falls The problem into. is when you take the Bloops spectrograms, it doesn't match any <gasps> known sounds. Okay. Oh, shoot. None of them. Um, bloop. Including <laughs> gives quakes, bloop. Gives bloop, including ice quakes including ice quakes which they are claiming it's an ice quake it doesn't match the spectrogram for an ice quake oh, so wow. I don't know why they are claiming so it's the sound it of an ice Is it called a bloop because
2: like it blip literally on a radar? Like I was gonna bloop. say that's
0: <laughs> It sounds like that but like, really like extended. held out Huge. for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> bloop. And enormous and coming from 3,000 miles away and bigger than a blue whale. Like it's just an unidentified (sighs) ocean sound that people can't. What the hell is it it though? Uh, The closest sound it comes to is that of a blue whale. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there are obvious differences, mostly that whales don't communicate with a single chirp and then go silent for weeks or months. They sing and they basically, the, the sounds that whales make. And even dolphins, they refer to them as like sentences. Mm-hmm. They speak yes. in sentences. Okay. It's not just a, a quick It's not a shirt. quick little it's a, thing. It's a yeah. sentence. And actually, if we can translate whale like Dory, yes, you saying. could just- actually <laughs> communicate with a whale because they literally have a language uh, yeah, that is, that's is very really clear, but we like don't that. know how we can't to do it.
1: I think Ellen's generous can help us
0: out. (laughs) So yeah, they have song, they have sentences, they do it frequently and they do it every single day. So if the Mm -hmm. bloop was made by an animal, it's an animal that only had a few words to say ever in its entire life. And it was (laughs) done. And um, it's only said a single word once a month or so for part of a year, for part of 1997, then never said anything else.
2: Oh, so the sound has been heard more than once. More
0: than once, but still, but very, in the span it, of one year, one year, year. Yeah. and then and it was done. Was like never heard again. Interesting. So, huh. did something come up from the deep? Right. Did something fall, fall. into the ocean? To what myself? part of the world did this come from? This one.
2: Um, off the coast of South America, I think yeah, you said, it was like off the yes, coast of South between America. like South America and Antarctica. Essentially, it sounds like so I was
0: like the ninjin? <laughs> Yeah. <Yes. laughs> west yeah. of the southern tip of South America because they said they don't think the ninja
1: surfaces very much. He mostly just stays beneath be. the ice, but then comes up once in a blue moon, maybe to say
0: blue, and then go back down, and then go back down. It doesn't really match that of a living creature, at least none that we know of. And the truth is that the NOAA experts have been unable to clearly classify it. We literally don't know what it was. So
2: I feel so, so they just call it NOAA, by the way. What? The National Oceanic oh, and Atmospheric Noah? Administration is that's NOAA. Cute. Yeah, that's what it's called. yeah. How perfect. And actually, so NOAA is one of like those go-to resources for scientific data and uh, you know they have like good resources it's like yeah you can get super jargony with graphs and blah 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 or just like really sort of user-friendly resources they have for explaining all kinds of science but they mainly deal with the ocean in many ways because again the ocean and the air are so connected to each other yes. there's so much ocean research research done by NOAA.
0: Okay. That was a cool thing about the article that I read about the spectrograms is that they literally showed photos of the spectrograms, like photos of different sounds. It was like, this is what a sailboat sounds like. Mm -hmm. This is what a blue whale sounds like. This is what a dolphin sounds like. So it was really cool, like seeing the visualization of like those different creatures. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that I had today, do you guys know what the Baltic sea object is? The object? I don't
1: think so. I don't think so.
0: Okay, so mm-hmm. in 2011, a Swedish-based team called Ocean X, who were essentially treasure hunters and salvage operators, so like in ghost ships, sure, sure. mm-hmm. um, where they like go and investigate like shipwrecks and then oh, they yes. <laughs> take a bunch of stuff and or Little Mermaid. And or Little Mermaid, <laughs> oh, yes, of course, of course. How could I forget? They mostly search sunken uh, for sunken antique, high-end alcoholic beverages and historic artifacts. All right, Eman.
1: You know, didn't you guys hear about how many bottles of wine were left on the Titanic? It's that was we have to get Madness. to them.
0: <laughs> anyway, they were on an expedition in the Baltic Sea between Sweden and Finland when they caught a very interesting yet blurry sonar image while searching for an old shipwreck. It's an image of what looks like um, what looks to be a circular object with features resembling ramps, stairways and other structures Uh not produced Uh by nature. Uh The group revisited the same site the following year, intending to get a clearer image, but electrical interference prevented them. Their electric and satellite diving equipment cuts out when they get near the object. Anything electric, satellite, phones, sonar, cameras, they stop working when they are above the object and turn back on again when they are about 200 meters away from it. Oh, That's interesting. Excuse interesting. Me? Initially, they thought maybe it was an anti-submarine device left over from World War II. The um, the image that they were able to get shows sort of a, a canyon area next to an underwater mountain. Ooh. And then there are two trails... One that leads to a large circle and the other that leads to a second object. And they still haven't been able to research um, the second object because they've been so focused on the circle because they know exactly where it is. They wanted to keep their discovery hush-hush so they didn't go to the press right away. They went to geologists, marine biologists, and oceanic researchers. And when they all said that they'd never seen anything like this before, OceanX got very excited. It's been five years, but the team continues to study the object. They refuse to give the location of the object because they've read any story about the government ever. And they know Mm. that as soon as they do, they will have it taken away from them. So they're trying to do it themselves. Uh, They recently gave samples of stone from around the object to an associate professor of geology at the Stockholm University, who is quoted as saying that when he researched the material, he found a great black stone that could be volcanic rock. And he hypothesized that this object, this structure, was formed during the Ice Age many thousands of years ago, which is madness yeah. if it has ramps and stairs. <laughs> right, and, yeah. uh But another thing this professor found was samples of granites, granites, <laughs> granites, <laughs> <laughs> and sandstones, which are exactly what you'd expect to see in a glacial basin. Oh, uh-huh. interesting. So, okay. um.
2: Like after the IC. Yeah, Yeah. basically. Okay.
0: So experts have basically said it's all crap. They claim that the sonar image should be disregarded and that the data is lacking in resolution, detail, and quantification. They also say that it's nothing but a glacial deposit. Um, OceanX has been trying hard for years to find someone to fund their research without taking it away from them. Mm Mm-hmm. And haven't found anyone that was sponsored their investigation. They raise money through their website by accepting donations and selling OceanX apparel. Mm -hmm. And they still will not disclose the location of the anomaly that they found. But here you go. These are the photos. Um, The first one is sort of like shows the track that I, the trail that I told Uh you about. And the second one's the actual sonar image of it. I want to see. And when I say trail, I mean, it looks like something landed and skidded to a stop. Like a uh, spaceship, perhaps? What it literally that? looks like That's the... So weird. What's the ship from Star Wars, you nerds? Oh, uh, the Millennium, Millennium Falcon. Falcon. It looks like the Millennium Falcon. God,
1: you nerds. It, it looks is, like the Millennium
0: Falcon how, on its how side. How dare you. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it is. That's so strange. Hmm. So Whoa. no one knows what it is, but it definitely does not. If that is just like a rock, what yeah, kind of rock even is that, that? Is crazy. Even now, what though, kind if of it rock, was is, a rock yeah? Like the shape
1: is. of that rock is insane. Yeah,
2: like that, it wouldn't have somehow sort of eroded a little yeah, bit. How is it in that perfect oh, shape, shape? So pristine. Yeah. yeah. I know.
0: So we'll post a picture of that for you guys. Yeah, we online have so many too, visuals <laughs> to post. <laughs> <laughs> it's very strange. It's also it's uh, they. Think that it's about 60 meters wide. Ooh, so big. That's big. That is a very large structure. Let me see. I feel like I had one more thing. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry, (laughs) Lauren. Oh, God. (laughs) What are you going to do
1: to me?
2: So, <laughs> oh no. What are you about to do to me? Uh, it was like this I, really <laughs> tiny evil smile and then I she's know. like, I'm sorry,
0: Lord." This story I labeled, um, this is a problem. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh my God. Shiminy it's Christmas, a, what are you about to do? This is a problem oh, in so bold weird. and underlined. Ashley, okay, you're rude. So about 13-ish hmm. years ago, Australian scientists- Only 13 years ago you're telling me ago. a story? Mm-hmm. Okay, well. Scientists tagged a nine-foot great white shark. Okay, right. uh, she was a healthy female great white. Um, they named her Shark Alpha, and she was tagged in Australian waters as part of a large-scale tagging project that set out to investigate the movement of the animals along the Australian coastline. She's nine feet long, okay. yep. which is not the biggest shark, no. great yeah. white ever seen, no. but but a a hefty, big, shark. hefty
2: shark. She's a she's a good 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 size gal. Good size, size she's gal. a
0: hefty gal. <laughs> So four months after the shark was tagged, the device washed up on the coast around 2.5 miles from where it was attached. When scientists retrieved the data from the tag, they were very surprised at what they found. The information showed that the device experienced a rapid plunge in depth, descending about 580 meters. However, there was also a temperature rise. At this time, from around forty six degrees Fahrenheit to seventy eight degrees Fahrenheit. And the temperature of the device stayed seventy eight degrees for eight days. Something
2: ate Ate it and then it
0: the shark shark, Yes. And then it and then it was warm
2: inside. Whoa.
0: (laughs) Something ate the nine foot long shark. That ate it. And then plunged plunged down, down and down. that's why and it was warm, warm inside,
2: <gasps> warm and de belly.
0: But what ate but it? What the fuck ate it? <laughs> what the hell <laughs> ate the shark? Researchers actually theorize it was eaten by something called the colossal shark, which what? has never actually been discovered. It was colossal um, shark, colossal shark mm. was megalodon. I was going to say like, is it's it a, it's a little bit smaller than smaller a megalodon. Than the meg. It's only theorized, much like the giant squid was once upon a time only theorized. Mm-hmm. Colossal great white sharks are supposedly 16, 20 feet long. Oof, nope. Um, some people would argue that this would could make the shark a cannibal. Yeah. But here's the thing, newsflash, sharks are mostly cannibals when they have to be. Yeah. they Or in the womb. Or in the womb. Yeah. Great white sharks eat each other in the womb. Yeah. Which there is are like
2: tiger sharks do that too. Yeah. Oh, the, wow. the first one, because some sharks lay eggs externally, some sharks give essentially live birth, and then some sharks lay eggs, and then that stays in the uterus. And the first one to hatch will eat, will eat all eat of its others. brothers and sisters. And then that's the only one to survive because that's the strongest and mightiest one yeah and it'll pass on its genes
0: yes. national national selection national is what i was gonna say se- <laughs> national selection. i was like what's the word i'm looking for na- na- natural. natural selection <laughs> so yeah if a shark is hungry enough and there's a smaller shark available for eating it'll do it they it'll get do eat. it M-I-M. but speaking of fish from hell the <laughs> megalodon oh god Megalodon was a real creature. Megalodon means big tooth Mm -hmm. and it is an extinct species of shark that lived two to 3.6 million years ago. Okay. So it's a dinosaur Mm -hmm. Uh, known to look like a stockier version of a great white, although no one can say for sure. It's known as one of the largest and most powerful predators that has ever lived and fossils suggest that this giant shark reached a maximum length of about 60 feet. The average size one was about 34 to 40 feet. And if you look at the megalodon tooth compared to a great white shark tooth, it would take like seven to ten <laughs> great white Shark teeth to make up one, like, to here make one is a megalodon tooth. tooth. Right. It's both of my hands together with my fingertips at a point at the top. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. It's awful. Uh, <laughs> and remember how I told you that megalodon sharks went extinct like three million years ago? 100%, no doubt about it. Yeah. Okay, well, that's not true. Not true. Uh, 100 years ago, a megalodon tooth was found that carbon dated to only 10,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. And in 2013, the Discovery Channel released footage of what looks to be a shark. And researchers estimated that shark to be about 62 feet long. He's out there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's waiting for me.
0: That's
1: so terrible. Yeah, it is. No. no
0: I don't. Look, that's
1: self-satisfaction right there. Get I know. That. She has this happy smile of mischief and <laughs> I just want to Because cry. the thing
0: is, it's like I read it and my stomach dropped like yeah. i read it and i was like because i felt safe
1: that he was gone no he's not gone oh my god he's still out there he's hanging out
2: yeah. well the, so the crazy thing is the megalodon is the shark that had ever the largest teeth obviously and the largest yeah. jaws mm-hmm. and then like i mean you can go out and see whale sharks now they're bigger than that they're longer they just don't have teeth yeah they feed on plankton they Love just, that they just open their mouth like a blue whale and just, and just go through yeah. and do it all. And
0: whale sharks are still dangerous to people, but yeah. it's more oh, sure. like they but can the run into you yeah, or like big, they're just big
2: idiots crash into you yeah. because of
1: their okay. size. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, the it's the teeth that idea. get to me though. Like That's... to think of a megalodon coming towards you with those huge teeth. I mean, I saw the movie The Meg. It's a trash movie, no way around <laughs> yeah, it. But it was like it was kind of it's fun because fun. Yeah, it knows ridiculous. it's bad, and like it was just cheesy and fun, but. Even though I was able to laugh my way through it, there were a couple scenes where I was like,
2: damn, (laughs) like
1: if this guy is still out there. We are fucked. We are fucked.
2: I just like, keep picturing, so like, one of those, like, shark people who, like, attach, you know, a shark tooth necklace to their neck and then think of, like, if you had a megalodon tooth necklace, you're, like... you like, like flavor Flav.
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. With the huge clot. The,
2: the huge Flava, tooth. It's weighing down Flav. your body.
0: Just
2: you just have terrible posture. <laughs> yeah. time.
0: Yeah, they're enormous. It's insane. Yeah. It's bad.
2: And then, I mean, I'm sure this isn't new information to anybody, but... Many sharks, the predatory ones, they have rows and rows of teeth. Yes. So they break their teeth so often because their bite is so tremendously powerful that they often just shatter their teeth as they're crunching down. crunching down and so if you're a predator and you know you lose your set of teeth well then you're dead so they just have rows of teeth that's why like if you look in like shark jaws yeah you'll see multiple rows like ready to replace the other one I wondered why that was yeah and that's just because usually their their bite is among I think uh, possibly a great way but probably even like a tiger shark would has basically like that that trap that shuts is the most powerful grip of any animal. And that's that force is just shattering their teeth. Great. And then so they're just growing new teeth to replace it. Glad they have those backup teeth. That was one of the (laughs) things
0: that like, because like I said, nine foot shark, it's not the biggest shark ever. Mm -mm. It technically could have possibly, you know, uh, great whites. Have been up to like what sixteen? Yeah, I think? 16, sixteen to eighteen is like eighteen. It, is but like that's so large. big. Yeah. So like it could have been killed by just another great white. The thing is yeah. though, if another great white had attacked it, it would have been it would have registered on this tracking device. Yeah, as. Cause if you see a a large shark attacking another large shark, what happens is is they might lock down with their jaws and then they shake it like an alligator would, yeah, Yeah, like an alligator or crocodile. You shake it Mm -hmm. to rip chunks out. Yeah, this didn't happen. Yeah, it was was (laughs) like swallowed whole. (laughs) Seems to be swallowed hole or like one giant bite or one giant bite yeah, yeah. which old, the thing wow. is is, I don't think that another great white would have attacked this because it was a healthy female. 9 female. foot female yeah. it doesn't seem like sickly. it would have it's not it's sickly not, it's not, not young, yeah. it's not it, was young. it was a fully mag grown magluthan. yeah maybe not fully grown but it was a fully matured female right. great white shark so that's why they're kind of like we don't know what the fuck happened but something ate it <laughs> Do you have anything else for us today before we move on?
2: Well, I have other things that are going to make Lauren unhappy. Yay! (laughs) That's so terrible.
1: I am so excited for the information you brought, Mel.
2: Thank you. Congratulations on the baby. (laughs) Just the word. See, uh, like all of mine
1: were fun and probably fake, and now she's bringing in the real fake. stuff. I mean, the Vaginoy, the frog guy is definitely
2: real, but oh, yeah, the rest—again, sure. just
1: we big approved. hairy
2: Russian man. I mean. <laughs> yeah. big hairy Russian man
1: smoking a pipe in the water and <laughs> oh, <God>. scaring beekeepers. <laughs>
0: the beekeeper, anyway, the beekeepers were oh, a, one of the many problems yeah, for me with Russia, the Vaginoy. Oh my gosh, yeah.
1: that was like my favorite yeah, that's part that's of funny, the story. Though. It was like, why was this included?
2: So, when we're discussing deep sea organisms specifically, obviously, we normally think of, like, anglerfish and Mm. stuff like that. Still scary. But we, of course, also have things like corals and sea stars and jellies. And so, because it's so big and huge, we just don't know. But there's lots of cool, like, little examples. And so, I tried to pepper in a few things. Um... So, I'm really horrible, but uh, one of the things I was going to do is be like, so I'm going to show you a picture, so you tell me what you think it is, and then I'll tell you something <laughs> about it. Oh, um, no. And then Lauren's like, I'm leaving. So, um, I think I talked a little bit already about the deep sea coral, but the idea that they're not just in the shallow water, and some of them are super pretty. Oh, that's cool. This is actually called a Christmas tree coral, so it's just very cute and feathery, and it yeah. lives in the deep water. It's like a Christmas tree. And it's. A photograph so it it reflects kind of white but that's generally like these specimens you can pull up and just examine after the fact usually so that's not as big a deal Um but yeah look at this fun little dude oh my that's real pretty so plant. lots of jellies and other like tinophores so things like comb jellies and c-anemones and corals are just basically upside down jellies they're the same yeah. organism mm-hmm. one has tentacles sticking down the other one just has tentacles open like a flower but with that idea that corals and similar animals are basically colonies of the same creature just stuck to each other. And they're just like a million little tiny mouths and they just trap plankton. And so there's lots of that in the deep sea.
1: What the <laughs> hell is that? Ew. Is that an umbrella? Is that its butt? What,
0: is, what am I looking okay, at? Okay. So
2: this is a photo. And we'll post this because it's just fun. This is a vampire squid. I've seen vampire squids. I
0: love them. So
2: vampire squid are... They are cephalopods. So cephalopods are octopus and, you know, um, squid and chambered nautilus and funky stuff like that. But basically cephalopod means head-footed. So the... Um, the head and the brain and the mouth and the eyes are in the center of the body where your stomach would be, okay. and your legs come out from right underneath, and then all of your other organs are on top of your head. So his head is right above the so like, those are its eyes right there. Thing. Yes. And so all of the squid and all of those guys that they're all the same, they have that same funky body makeup okay. where your organs are on top of your head, and then everything else comes below. And so your mouth is in the middle of your legs. Because that's, you know, normal. Yes. And, and and most squid and octopus actually have a beak. It's very similar to like a parrot's beak. It's like mm-hmm. sharp on top. You know, that, that whole fun thing. Um, but in the case of the vampire squid, obviously it gets its name. Because it if it opens up its little, instead of the tentacles being separated, there's basically like webbing in between. And the tentacles stick out like a point And it yeah. just like, it just looks kind of like that. Um, it doesn't produce any ink. Uh, Not necessarily all squid or octopus do. It's obviously a good defense mechanisms, but they don't all do it. Instead, the tips of its tentacles emit a cloud of this bioluminescent sticky mucus... That glows for up to 10 minutes. Is and that, that what
1: that is? Is that what we're seeing? Well, what,
2: what you're seeing actually in the background is what they call – it's called marine snow. And that's basically just bits and pieces of organic matter that just fall oh. to the bottom of the ocean. But the reason this picture is cool is that's essentially what it eats because okay. that's all it can really survive off of. There's not a whole lot for it to find. Um, but, yeah, so it just secretes this fun glow-in-the-dark mucus. And that can glow for several minutes and that allows the squid to escape a predator. Um, So they're about the size of a football, basically. That's about how big they are, and yeah, it, they have the, this like weird blood red color. So that's where they get their name yeah, from. The it also kind of looks like a
1: bat wing yeah, or absolutely. Dracula's cape that, like is coming windy. out of its tentacles.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So these, you know, the, at least the, they're small. The tentacles and such, and the color gave rise to the false idea that they, it sucked blood out of its victims. In fact, they just eat, you know, bits and pieces of of mush that just float so around in the ocean. Harmless. Pretty harmless. Yeah, that we know of. That yeah, we know that. of. Allegedly. How Allegedly. 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 <laughs> 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 yeah. You make
0: a really good sea lawyer. <laughs> there we go. Yes,
2: right? My big- oh, wow. So that's another fun thing. So this What's is even called happening? a blood belly comb jelly. Uh, that name is fun. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>, say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's about four to five inches long it's not a very large jelly i mean obviously you can have very large jellies it's really funny there's this there was this picture for years might still be on the internet of this jelly that looks like so massive and there's a scuba diver next to it that looks teeny weeny and then you're like so that's just a photoshopped nettle and a nettles like a super common <laughs> local jelly and yeah. someone just photoshopped a tiny diver next to it but some jellies can be really big some are, are pretty small and of course the size of the jelly doesn't have anything to do with how venomous it may or may not be. Some mm-hmm. are incredibly dangerous. Some just aren't. Like the local ones we get in the summer here are pretty much, you just feel like sea anemones. Like they're kind of sticky. If you touch the moon jellies, they don't really do anything. What but blood belly do. But don't touch jellies, guys. If you see them washed up on the beach, just don't touch them. They can still sting you. It's like a dead bee it can still sting you. So a lot of these deep sea jellies have clear bodies because they don't show up. You don't actually see them at all until they eat because what they eat is often kind of reddish in color uh, tiny plankton things like that that have these fun deep sea colors oh, so, so when they're eating red the blood belly. Belly. You, you just see right through them and again jellies are like one cell thick yeah. and there's only one opening so whatever it can't digest just bleh, comes out of the just, same uh, yeah no. they eat Lovely. and
0: poop from the same place anemones
2: do the same thing too the center of their body is where food goes in and where anything it can't Gross. digest comes right back out yeah because there's only one opening that's actually one of the interesting stages of evolution is early animals only had one opening so mouth and butt were the same and then higher order organisms like us because we're civilized of course we of course. we, of course you don't poop where you eat basically yeah right so that's, yeah. so that that that's how it gets it's it's cool little red stomach Blood and if belly. yeah and then the idea being that when if the organism is eating that's when it's most vulnerable because other things can see it and yeah, potentially I eat right. it so it's just funny how like you're like well i gotta just take my chances because yeah, i, I have have to gotta eat, eat.
0: <laughs> and i'm, I'm gonna try and nothing survive. <laughs> will see me in yeah, those yeah hopefully nothing murders me and eats me as well so here's
2: this dude what is he?
0: He looks like an anglerfish. Yeah, so
2: it's another species. Orange even. and has a long arm tail. And he just looks like super upset about life. It's probably a female. It's <coughs> yeah, got it's some, quite the underbite. some dumb men hanging on to it. But this is just called a triple wart sea devil, which is just what? fun to say. Triple wart? Yes, sea devil. And you know, some of these things are just funny to look at and they just are
0: angry. He looks like
1: Marlin from finding Nemo, <laughs> but like after some drugs and no. living on the street for a while. This is your life on meth. <laughs> this is your life on meth. Alright, you no. why?
2: Oh, okay. Ah I okay. hate that. And I went too far. I don't want to go back to that. And I went too far. Okay. What's this? Okay, okay. Does he glow? What is his eyeball? What does it mean? <laughs> is it a fish yeah so it's called a glass fanged viper fish and it has the biggest teeth of any fish on earth cool relative to its head size teeth are so big it can't close its mouth basically it's got like underbite and overbite and it's (laughs) really not pretty it has like photophores all over its body its eyes kind of glow It's it ain't pretty, guys. Um, And yeah, so they don't even fit inside the fish's mouth. And basically, these crazy sharp glass shard teeth are used to impale prey. So it just kind of (laughs) like underbites and just catches a bunch of shit onto its mouth. And then it can unhinge its jaw to a night up to a 90 degree angle, giving it room to swallow prey that could be 63% of its body size. Oh. So that is just like. Uh-huh. Oh, so that's it unhinged? Yeah, so that's Ew. it unhinged, and it's just like swallowing Is that what stuff. made
0: Lauren scream no. really loud? No, no. That's the
2: last thing I have. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's pretty <laughs> horrible.
0: But I don't like
1: this guy either. What the hell is this, <laughs> Mel? That can't be real. That He's one of the myths. He's the vaginoid. I Yeah, so.
2: Um, oh, my so, God. So that's a goblin shark. He is huh? a goblin.
0: Yeah. Oh, is the goblin shark the thing from Strange Wilderness? Let me see him. Oh, nope. Oh, oh God. Oh, my God. Do you see
1: this awful thing?
0: Turn, your so Turn it back around. Turn it towards feel, Lauren. I don't want to see so, it like, anymore. you made me feel things. So this was the.
2: This is the last one I have. And again, like there's I all kinds him. of crazy shit in the ocean. No. There's really big things. Like I was like, okay, we could talk about really huge sharks, but this guy's like. Fuck ugly. So, you know. He's I pick, the
1: ugliest thing I've ever I'd, seen. I and picked it it looks instead. like there's
2: a mouth coming out and of a mouth. it also <laughs> is like this weird like flesh color and that isn't. Yeah, is that's totally also a yeah, yeah, super unsettling. So the snout, like the top basically. Is that, his, is that a nose? Yeah, it's essentially. Yeah, basically. <clears throat> so the snout of the, of the goblin shark is covered with hundreds of sensory cells. And okay. Actually, all sharks have this. They're called ampullae of Lorenzini because that's just fun to say. But basically, they're little tiny hair cells, and they can sense movement in the water. They can sense electric currents. And so they've often said that, like, rays will bury themselves in sand and sharks can still find them because they can feel the heartbeat, um, Uh. like, as an electrical sensor. Um, and that's, that's what creepy. those ampullae of Lorenzi, that's another reason sharks are such amazing predators is their adaptations are, are crazy. They don't have scales like other fish do. They have like dermal, they're called denticles. So just like skin teeth and they line up over each other so well that when a shark is cutting through water, a fish that's swimming in front of it can't necessarily feel the movement behind it versus other fish, their scales tend to disrupt water. And so a fish ahead can feel it with its own sensory cells. And that's how fish school and move around and stuff. But sharks don't disturb water as they're swimming through it. So if you were to touch shark skin in one direction, it's just crazy smooth. And the other way is like kind of like tiny teeth. You can just feel them like sandpaper. Wow. And they used to use shark skin as an early form of sandpaper to smooth smooth things down but yeah so this goblin shark has this giant snout with hundreds and hundreds of these uh sensory cells all over their body to and their snout especially to help detect electric currents in the water and its jaw its lower jaw can extend to the length of the snout to then eat so that can go out yes no and so it's really See, that's like that's an alien that is an alien we are seeing it (laughs) and that's that idea it was so funny so they had you know they had specimens of goblin sharks in different institutions and stuff preserved ones and for a long time the same species had been misidentified as different ones because some die and their snout is small or or their jaw is like pushed back and some die with their jaw way out so they just assume that they're different species they're different of shark lines. until you know the way to understand animals and, and organisms got better and they realized oh this is exactly the same thing genetically it can just extend, it can just extend its jaw out to the grab food yeah ever heard. and that that color and that's the thing it's like a lot and of these, these weird little teeth. creatures I, are I don't like, like him this like I weird fleshy color yeah i didn't i most, so i would disturbing. say most
0: sea creatures i look at and i'm like i mean he's not cute but how interesting yeah that this just, guy can fuck right off yeah
2: he's <laughs> awful i don't <laughs> want him on I
0: this planet anymore <laughs> like he
2: needs to get <laughs> out of here like, what's his
0: purpose oh yeah why
2: why are you on this You're, what why? does he give back <laughs> and then just some non-deep-sea stuff that i just like because they're fun um but i talked about the coconut octopus which you, you yeah, all should look fantastic. up they're amazing The fact that sea cucumbers are among the most important creatures in ever to have existed on Earth. So, have you guys ever seen a sea cucumber? Uh They exist all over. They jack them off
0: on uh, jackass. They yes, they do. Well, Mm -hmm.
2: you know that's not exactly what's happening, but sure, sure, yes, but no, Uh um, yeah. So they exist all over the world in every kind of ocean environment. Um, Sea cucumbers are related to sea stars and sea urchins. They're all spiny-skinned creatures. And they're the only phylum of animal that's saltwater exclusive. So you don't find freshwater sea stars. They just don't exist. Okay. Um, but sea cucumbers essentially are the recyclers of the sea. It It's kind of one of those estimated that every grain of sand on the surface and in the ocean has at, passed through the digestive system of a sea cucumber at least once. Like They go through and they just dig through sand and mud and just take out Any tiny bit of anything edible, whether it's decayed or however, and they just basically recycle nutrients back into the ocean. So sea cucumbers are super cool. Yeah. You know, if you put one in your toilet, it's probably going to eat your poo. Don't do that, guys. Oh, but
0: it do <laughs> can't survive. But, but yeah, the <laughs> idea, one of the
2: things a sea cucumber does is in order because they don't move so fast because they're just tiny and lumpy and whatnot. They look a lot of them look really warty and spiny to try to fool predators, but they're all pretty soft. So if a predator is getting super close, essentially what they do is they let out their digestive tract and the predator gets distracted eats that instead so you can kind of shuffles off and just like a sea star regrows an arm they can regrow their digestive tract so as long as they have enough sort of stored energy they can grow that part of their body back oh. and then they can go back
0: to Is that what's happening in Wild Boys where they they like shake the <laughs> yeah. she- sea yeah. cucumber exactly. and like the white stuff it comes out. out yeah uh-huh. it's uh-huh. their digestive it's tract just, freaking yeah. out. and it's a defense mechanism oh, yeah wow. so
2: it's 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 cool, but you know, don't do it. Yeah, um, don't do that. I mean, even when along. you saw them doing be, be it, be cool, it was like- guys. Be
0: cool. Yeah.
2: There's also a cookie cutter shark, which I didn't bring a picture of, but basically their 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 jaws are so funky shaped that if they like take a bite out of their prey, it looks like you went in with a cookie cutter and just cut you away a piece a shape. of an animal. <laughs> it's just the ocean's weird, guys. It's cool. The ocean it's weird. Is-
1: I can't believe yeah, it's real. It's, the, it's the amazing. Things that and then
2: nudibranchs are like this whole other group of animals, and they're basically slugs in the ocean ish, and they're all weird and they exist all over the place. One of them, they're called lion nudibranchs, um, and they're local and they look like a Venus flytrap underwater because instead of having jaws that open and close, they have where their head would be is like a big – it's like the hood of a sweater. Like it just kind of opens and engulfs its food. And basically it eats plankton, but it kind of opens and closes and has these little frills at the end. And it looks just like a Venus flytrap, like catching food. They're super cute. They don't they're really do slug? anything. Yeah, they're like these little tiny slugs. And um, speaking of like Blue Planet and those kinds of specials, have you guys ever heard of penis fencing? No. No. So we gotta, <laughs> I got. this video. But basically um, – Careful when you Google it. But um, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) so. Is this
0: killer whales? (laughs) No, it's
2: actually nudibranch. So there's these sea slugs that, when it's, you know, time for them to get down with the ladies, they will fight each other to see which becomes the male in which becomes the female because a lot of nudibranchs are hermaphrodites. They right. have both uh, organs. Mm-hmm. Sea hares are a common nudibranch that we have here in Southern California. You find them in the tide pools are kind of squishy looking. They're just basically like slugs without a shell. Yeah. And so they can be either or. Okay. And so with this one species that's somewhere in the tropics, but basically they start battling with each other and they're like weird. They look like ribbons and just like moving around the water real quick. But they do in fact end up with Um, an exposed sex organ, and they duel with them with their sex organs, okay? (laughs) So it's penis fencing. Yeah, it's penis fencing. And then basically whoever the loser is becomes the girl, and then the winner Ah. lets out his stuff from the winning penis onto the surface of the now female. Right, and so... (laughs) we used to put on these like blue planet style videos at the aquarium like they're like 5-10 minute little segments Yeah. and one time I'm just like walking around the room like there's no one really around and I hear the words penis fencing," and I just literally went wait what the fuck Uh, and I like I went back into the little room where there's a screen pulled down and I was like yeah, we should not show this video. I mean, we we need to take like, this down. I'm not okay. Like, <laughs> oh my god. At least call it something else. Yeah, yeah. Can we get a it's different like name. Sir at Richard Attenborough, like talking about <laughs> penis fencing. Penis fencing. Yeah, in his fencing. fancy British voice and I was like, mute. You Wait, know, like, stop. Yeah, it was just don't oh, go <laughs> yeah, no. so um, I'm pretty much done with all that stuff, but um, I have lots of resources and things, so I'm happy to share. For me, again, the idea is it's not about how much you know, it's about where you go for the information yeah. and how much you can rely on it. So yeah. that idea of like pseudoscience versus science, you know, mm-hmm. you can trust certain things and then you can't trust other things. But overall, ocean literacy, that the concept of communicating ocean science in real world, whether it's in a classroom or you're going to a museum or you're just looking on the Internet there's so much information and, you know, you want to try to find it in a way that is palatable. You don't want it to sound too technical because then it's boring and you don't want to listen listen to it. So where I go for a lot of my answers, if you will, is, you know, you can generally trust, say, a university's website. So if it's like mm-hmm. an EDU website, it's generally pretty reliable because mm-hmm. – or a .org, like – kind of like looking through a Google search just to sort of figure out, like, is this real or are we talking, like, straight loopy or somewhere in in between? So I usually go to things like NOAA, for instance, yeah. or certain aquariums or research institutes that have reliable data. And the idea behind that is... If it's an experiment that's been done, if it's if you can replicate it, then it's considered sound science. Mm-hmm. And not just you, that one researcher, but someone else has enough information from you to then be able to replicate your experiment. That's essentially considered good research. It's well done research. So the Smithsonian, sure, that's a great resource to go to. Um, don't go to the website about the giant Pacific tree octopus because that's not real, guys. <sighs> but... That's an interesting thing that they do for um, junior high students as they're starting to get into research. Uh Um, It's actually a teaching website and it's about the giant Pacific tree octopus. And how many, like from reading, it it looks like a super legitimate website. And, you know, the teacher gives tells, okay, like you're going to go research this and you're going to come back and do like a, you know, report about it. And if you read it, carefully enough you'll realize it's complete bullshit. It's not a real right. animal. Yeah. So you kind of have to be able to parse out the real from the fake like gotcha. that's not a thing. Yeah. But it's like a way to teach kids about how to do research yeah. how to find it's the right answer. To, yeah and how yeah. to
0: Always have multiple sources, right? right. Yeah. Exactly,
2: and that's the thing. You will. We have only to do that on this website. show
0: all the time because <laughs> yeah. we'll find this story and we'll go, "Holy shit, what is this?" And then you'll you can't find another story, and, and so immediately like, it's and like, oh, okay." Garbage. Well, Never then mind. I have to throw yeah. this out because yeah. there's no other. And right. as
2: we talked so much today about how, with regard to the deep sea, but all of the ocean, there's so much we don't know, but there's so much we've learned in the last thirty years versus yeah. the last hundred years.
0: That and, we can theorize yeah, exactly. new things. That and we theories can't prove change.
2: Yet. Like sometimes people are like, well, 30 years ago we thought it was this and now it's this. So clearly that's garbage. Well, that's not how it works. It's how you watch a theory grow and change yeah. and you We're have more learning, new information, more data to support yeah. certain things. And those ideas and theories aren't necessarily wrong, they evolve. You know, science learns from itself, and that's yeah. what makes it good science. Um. So whether, again, we're talking about like global issues like climate change, things that might seem too big for you to wrap your head around. But if you try to localize it and how it affects you on a personal level or you might know people who live on a tiny I- Island nation and literally the water's coming up or, mm-hmm. you know, other issues that have to do with things like that. Or it could be something as simplistic as new dandruff shampoo. I mean, just yeah. that's the idea behind science is there's it's never going to stop and it's never going to stop changing it's more about where you go to find that information and how reliable it is Mm -hmm. and again multiple sources going to more reliable websites to find more information and again a lot of these websites have gotten really really good about piecing out what you know you don't need the math if you want the math, there is the math. But then you also just have real world examples of how stuff applies to you. Yeah. So that you're not so overwhelmed by it. And so I'll come down for my soapbox now. Thank you very much. <laughs>
0: oh, no, that was so good.
2: <laughs> Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for, talk. <laughs> thank
1: thank
0: you for exactly. coming to my TED Talk. I am done. Well, that's about that's all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. So thank you so much for listening. And of course, thank you, Mel. Woo, for coming back on the guys. show. We were very excited to have you again. And, um, and man, you
1: had so much knowledge. It was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get it out good.
0: No, I, I loved, loved like, it. Yeah, I learned so much. <laughs> this season of our show is uh, is the knowledge season.
1: Yeah, I feel like Ooh, every, every episode we've had so educated. far, uh, my
0: mind has expanded <laughs> yeah. tenfold. Because we
1: keep bringing people on, teaching us about things that we just know absolutely nothing mm-hmm. about. Ashley knew some stuff about the ocean. I, on purpose, Knew nothing about <laughs> <the> ocean so <laughs> no you, you really, I you really taught me <laughs> a lot. But you made it feel safer. safe. You honestly did, like you as you if helped. being
0: on land and in North Hollywood was not safe. Not enough enough. true. I can't believe you even live live on a coast. you <laughs> know. I live on the west side, ten minutes from the ocean. I'm definitely gonna die. But anyway. <laughs> oh Thank you for coming amazing, on the show amazing. once again. Uh, do you want to give your Instagram handle? Um, It's actually just Mermaid Mellow. M-E-L-O. Yes, of and yeah, we've tagged her and stuff and we'll continue to tag her and stuff from now until the end always. of time. <laughs> and you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, all of our handles are at Keep It KeepItWeirdCast. Our Patreon page is www.patreon.com slash KeepItWeirdPodcast. If you follow us there and uh, donate to our show. You will get newsletters and bonus episodes that are a lot of fun. You can get t shirts and sweaters and bags and buttons and patches and magnets. So many things. So many things at I WWW. Love the tote. They're great. The tote, Mel first of all, guys, tonight. the Wait. tote, huge, huge, beautiful huge. tote. <laughs> www.etsy.com slash shop slash keep it weird podcast. We have a very exciting month ahead of us because Lauren is taking some time off for maternity leave. I am. And a baby's coming. Our baby is coming. But because of that, we don't really know what our upcoming episodes are going to be, who's going to be in them, et cetera, et cetera. So follow us on our social media pages to keep up with that. Um, I'll still be with you guys, bringing you interesting, fun, and weird content until she returns with a
2: little boy, with a little
0: boy in tow, <laughs> a new little weirdo, a little
1: weirdo.
2: Melanie,
0: what is our sign off this week?
2: I feel like it can only be one thing. Done it. <laughs> Dun-dun, dun-dun, dun-dun. Dun-dun, 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 dun-dun,
0: dun-dun. um I'm going to rewrite the lyrics to that song. Say, Lauren.
1: Oh my God. No. That is cruel, Lauren. That is just cruel. <laughs> 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 That's how I feel. Loren, the sharks are speaking Loren, to Loren, me every time I'm playing. Keep nearby. it wee. Yeah.
2: And, and keep it keep weird. Keep it weird.
1: Yeah, the kind of sake that I threw up was also bad because it was the cloudy kind. Oh yeah, that stuff is like just like nightmare. It's out. already a nightmare going down. It looks like semen,
2: and then I threw it back up. <laughs> <laughs> and then it came back up like it's the
1: worst of all the world.